1: In a hidden lab on the base of Fort Detrick, a single, unknown man looked over his subjects. Dosed with a highly potent strain of LSD, the man wondered just how long it would take for his victims to break, and when they did, would they finally accept the new mind that he had been waiting so long to implant in them? Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. Hi everybody, I'm Liz Lawson and this is our Reluctant Historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history,
0: or you absolutely hate it,
1: this podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. Okay, Coda, what do you think today's topic is about?
0: First thing that comes to mind is Frankenstein meets (laughs) human centipede. Oh. (laughs) Have you seen human centipede? No, I haven't. Okay. Are you familiar with the concept? I
1: am familiar with the concept, (laughs) yes.
0: Okay. Well. uh, Every time I
1: think of human centipede, I think of China because, now let me explain (laughs) why. Um, Are you
0: saying that the human centipede is the China problem?
1: No. Because when I went to China, we were walking up a mountain. I think actually we were coming down a mountain with some people that we had met. Um, And they were talking about this horrible film that they had just oh. seen <laughs> called The Human Centipede. And uh, me and my friend Heidi that we I was with, um, we had never seen it. And they were mm. telling us about it. And I was just like, what? So now every time I think of The Human Centipede, I think of that walk.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say that you were walking up this mountain. And uh, all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you could see three humans <laughs> attached <laughs> Mouth to ass sewed <laughs> so nope. together. No, You're I like, didn't. huh, that reminds me of that movie I heard about. No, that's so, not So anyways, I mean, you said they're in a lab, right? Yes. It just screams evil scientist to me. Yeah, okay. You know, like he's implanting the mind. He's implanting the chip. Is this Elon Musk?
1: <laughs> I feel like Elon
0: Musk is going to do that to us, but no, chips in, in us. And Elon Musk. T- to be honest, I welcome it. Second, what? It's the second edition of the chip inserted why? into why our to, bodies. Why, why? Hopefully not through their urethra.
1: Why do you... <laughs> <laughs> and then it like what, can you it travels can, to your brain? Can, How does that I don't, work? From I don't know, penis but, to brain? Can, can
0: you imagine they're like... Elon Musk is like... He's pitching this to his board of directors and, and stuff. Uh, doing a conference. And he's like, okay. So we've got this chip. It's going to make your life so much better. You will only have to eat when you want to eat. You know, you'll never get hungry. You'll do... Uh, your brain power will work at maximum potential. There's a caveat, though. (laughs) It has to be inserted into your urethra. Perfect. (laughs) And no anesthetic. Mm. This is like a would you rather. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean like what you're giving me hunger when I want it rather than when my body tells me and then goes in my urethra. Like, no, I don't want that. Well, no, no. no, You're not selling it for me. Not necessarily
0: a hunger. Hunger when you want it. It's you get to eat when you Wait, want to eat. That's the eat. only
1: thing I get out of this. Chip?
0: No, 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 no. This is one. Okay, I just thought of this <laughs> idea two <laughs> seconds ago. Give me a little credit for not without coming up with the idea of not having to eat, only eating for enjoyment. Mm, got you know. It, okay. yeah, that's, yeah. So. That's a tough one for me because, like, getting it through the urethra. Oh, God. You'd, okay. be the, you'd be terrified. So, I'm guessing it's not urethra chips.
1: No. So, today's story is about a secret CIA project called MKUltra. So, if you ever wondered where the term brainwashing comes from, this is it.
0: What? what? And this was the CIA doing yeah. it? Yeah. What? It's actually really interesting. Well, I'll um, be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> don't You know you don't, can't say that without me.
1: I know. You've got say. your catchphrases that you say. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, Now, let's welcome a character back, a small-town lawyer.
1: Oh, we missed him. (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. He's not here. Oh. Unless
0: something comes up that's law-related, then he'll just jump in here like the Kool-Aid man.
1: Got it. So, what's your gold nugget?
0: Uh yeah, I'll go with uh it's board game day today. Mm. We are going to yeah, Amazing Stories and we are going to uh get an expansion uh for uh Wingspan, my <laughs> bird game. Uh which I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast.
1: Uh yeah, you have. Did I? Okay, yeah. so
0: how uh, you got me the uh the wooden
1: oh, I don't cutouts. know if you talked about that. Oh no. You no. Might have.
0: Oh, so for my birthday, one of the things you got me was like these wooden uh like holders and stuff and like basically a box organizer for wingspan and it was the best thing ever and so awesome i would glue them together it was putting like legos together and (laughs) now we are going to complete it with getting the the third expansion and then my wingspan will be complete but we are also going to get either an expansion for villainous because we're obsessed with that game too yeah or a new game a new game
1: yeah i think maybe we should get the expansion and a new game Like, that could be our thing. Sorry, a
0: Wingspan, a Villainous expansion, and a new game?
1: No, 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 no. I think we should get the Wingspan expansion and a new game. Like, maybe our thing is that we get expansions and a new game. That's a good idea. Because, like, the Seven Wonders dual game also has expansions that we need to get.
0: That's a good point. So. Yeah, okay. And then that
1: that... I don't. I keep wanting to call it Uncharted, but I know that that's not what it's called. That game, Unmatched. Unmatched. Yeah. Um. That game has expansions as well, which I love. That game probably because I always win it, but also because <laughs> I really like it. Okay, but like sometimes I'm a poor loser, so we need games that I
0: win. That's fair. Uh. I just. I feel like that game would be better served with more people. That's fair. But it's it's all right.
1: Yeah, I quite like it.
0: So, what's your goal nugget?
1: I finished a really excellent book last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Tender is the Flesh. It's about (laughs) cannibalism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've transferred my cannibalism love onto her, I guess.
1: Yeah, so it's not really like, well, it is about cannibalism, but that's not really like the theme of the story. So the premise is there was a virus in which animals, all animals on Earth made humans die. So whether or not you ate the animals or whether you... um like, were scratched by them or you got, like, your saliva on them, uh, you would just die because you had touched an animal.
0: You got your saliva on them?
1: Sorry, their saliva <laughs> got on you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Yeah, so the whole world had to kill every single animal that was on Earth, yeah. which I was like, I think our world would just kind of, like, fall apart if that happened. Totally. But like-
0: I- I'm glad that it's not you spitting on like getting your saliva on them because like then i want to be able to spit on raccoons right as i do
1: yes um so then people crave meat and so to kind of like one fill that void of not having meat but also to solve the population problem that yeah. exists uh they start eating people
0: yeah and, and i mean they don't want to be uh you know go the more logical route which is being a vegetarian right this book is about not being hippies
1: well no so that's actually they 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 answer that because um they kind of imply well i shouldn't tell you but basically they need to eat meat okay there's media that says like meat has to be eaten you can't be a vegetarian is that
0: true though or is that fake news well
1: i can't say because oh
0: okay interesting people want to read it propaganda uh, yes, you got it, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, I mean, I it wouldn't be really a spoiler. So it's kind of like implied throughout the novel, uh, that this virus and then the propaganda that the government has, you know, pumped out is all fake. Yeah. Um and that the government's lying to you. Uh-huh. Um, but because it's become part of their world now, they just don't really notice it. So
0: Yeah, and I, I know I said last week that I'm done with cannibalism and but then you were describing this book to me last night and I'm like Oh shit! I might actually read this. Yeah, and, and I don't read books, so it's, um,
1: it's not real. So I think it's a you can kind of like take a step back. Like there were some parts in it where I was like, "Ooh, ooh yeah. I was a little I feel a little squirmy," yeah. but um, like it was very well written. So it's translated into English, uh, mm-hmm. but it's very well written, and the themes that are in it um the ending is not a happy ending but mm-hmm. like i freaking loved it i thought it was yeah. such an appropriate ending yeah some, even though i could like predict the ending some but, ending like,
0: some endings that are like just dark mm-hmm. are sometimes the best endings you yeah.
1: Know? yeah yeah so i mean um i i re- and it's a quick like it's you finished e- it in like three days well i'm a very fast reader so that's not You're- really like an a- <laughs> accurate like understanding of how quickly a person would read a book but it's Mm -hmm. like 170 pages oh that's actually
0: super doable (laughs) yeah
1: some of the chapters are like a paragraph long
0: oh oh Um, so it's like back in the day when i was in high school uh the da vinci code yeah i started reading the da vinci code because chapters were literally a page long i didn't i didn't it was boring as fuck so i didn't i didn't finish it did you watch the movie no actually (laughs) (laughs)
1: interesting yeah, so I don't know. I really liked it. Um, yeah. it's all over book talk, so TikTok book talk. Oh, really? Um, really good. I would suggest reading it. It's phenomenal. I really love awesome. it. Awesome, yeah. cool.
0: I think I'll I'll check it out after my. I actually do have a book on the way, so I after know. that, I'm excited. For yeah, you. it's a video game, another video game book. Perfect. But uh, so before we get into the actual story, are we going to talk about uh, last week's episode and how oh, that yeah, went? Oh yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah so while well, you sound like you have things you want to say.
0: Well, just, I mean, when you record or sorry, no, when you were editing it, you were texting me and you were like, I don't know if we should put this episode out. I don't I don't think it's good. Yeah. (laughs) And and like I was uh, still getting over being sick and I wasn't super high energy and stuff like that. And we are you said our banter wasn't great. And I haven't listened to the episode (laughs) because I don't listen to these nerds. But uh, we actually got a lot of feedback on it and people actually really liked it. So that was kind of you know, surprising. And it, it was, and it, it still baffles me when we, we, to know that we've got like, you know, I guess calling it, saying fans, <laughs> is so weird to me still. It's like, it's like.
1: People who enjoy us. People Let's call who them enjoy that.
0: us. Yeah. That's, that's m- a much uh, easier digest <laughs> than fans. Uh, so, so it's just, it's weird, you know, hearing that people like, you know, we're listening to it. And then uh, like you're, uh, your cousin um, Lexi and her boyfriend Troy were sending you videos of like talking about the episode and I'm like and they referenced my name and I'm like it's so weird when people you know that I don't really know say my name and then they're like it's like I don't know they know, know you're famous. Me, and it's it's a weird feeling yeah uh, cool but um, you know it, it, it also there's also I feel that like Pressure a little bit of pressure of like oh I gotta be cool and say funny stuff and stuff yeah you know but you do
1: have to be cool you're the one that's really carrying the show
0: well that's true yeah well you're the one that's carrying this marriage so (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) I don't know that's all I got so anyways uh so last week's episode went over better than we thought
1: yeah so like I said like. I was very nervous because I wasn't sure how people were going to respond to it cuz I think it's quite disturbing. Yeah. Um but yeah, we got um lots of really great feedback and
0: Yeah, One of our listeners uh were listening to it while eating breakfast. So yes. that's you know, seek help maybe, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about today's episode because I think, I'm not 100% sure, it might have been suggested by one of our listeners, maybe Idal Babub or John, not sure, uh, I can't fully remember, but also because it's been in the Canadian news lately, I had never heard of this event until now. There is currently a class action suit in Montreal against the Canadian government, the Royal Victoria Hospital, and the McGill University Health Centre because of the things that happened during this event. And I'll get more into that at the end of the episode. So here we go. MK Ultra was the codename of an illegal human experimentation program designed and undertaken by the CIA. According to author Stephen Kinzer, the CIA project was a continuation of the work that had begun in World War II-era Japanese facilities and Nazi camps, where they were experimenting on humans to see if they could subdue and control human minds through drugs and such. Kinzer wrote that MK-Ultra's use of mescaline, which is a naturally occurring psychedelic known for its hallucinogenic effects similar to LSD, and psilocybin on unknowing subjects, was a practice that Nazi doctors had started in Dachau concentration camps. Those Nazi boys. (laughs) Yep. He also gives some evidence that MKUltra was a continuation of the Nazi agenda, (laughs) citing the CIA's secret recruitment of Nazi torturers and vivisectionists in order to continue their experimentation here in the Western world. I really wish they would stop pushing their Nazi agenda, you know? Yes. The Nazis, in fact, were brought to Fort Detrick, Maryland, to instruct CIA officers on the lethal uses of sarin gas. So there is lots of documentation that when World War II ended, some of the... Up and ups in the army uh, and government of the USA were like, "Hey, they're doing interesting things. Those Nazis. Rather than try them as war criminals, let's bring them to America and let them continue their experiments here."
0: <laughs> oh, that seems uh, like a good idea. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Well, remember Asylum, um, American Horror Story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that.
0: Oh, interesting. So they. Uh, this was. This was. Sorry, this was around the war, or
1: this is after World War Two.
0: Okay, this is after. Okay.
1: Yeah, so probably like I think it was 4 years after the war ended. Okay. Yeah. The project began during a period of heightened paranoia at the CIA and I would argue the whole world with fears of nuclear war and of Soviet spies and communism. The USA at this time had lost its nuclear monopoly and they believed that communists were everywhere in America trying to tear down the very fabric of freedom. <laughs>
0: Man, what what has changed cuz <laughs> <laughs> truth (laughs) everyone's calling everyone a fucking commie I know
1: well this is probably where the history of that starts I guess yeah CIA counterintelligence chief James Jesus Angleton well actually his name is typed as Jesus and his last name is Angleton so I think he might be actually James Jesus Angleton
0: what about Jesus is he Mexican
1: well no that's what I mean because his name is James Angleton and those are both very British names so I think it might actually be Jesus so it's middle dance Jesus? Yeah. Oh. I think. Anyways, uh, huh. he had believed that a mole had penetrated the organization at the highest levels, which is an example of how paranoid the CIA was at this time. The agency poured millions of dollars into studying and examining ways to influence and control the mind and to enhance its ability to extract information from resistant subjects during interrogations. So basically, they're trying to figure out how can we make uh, drugs to make people tell us stuff.
0: Mm, like the truth serum.
1: Yes, actually, I talk about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Some historians claim that one goal of MKUltra and other CIA projects was to create a Manchurian candidate-style subject. Have you ever seen the Manchurian candidate? I don't know what that means. So, yeah, I'll explain it. Uh, the Manchurian-style candidate refers to a novel that was written in 1959 in which the son of a prominent U.S. political family is brainwashed into becoming an unwitting assassin for a communist conspiracy. And apparently there have been two films based on this novel, one in 2004 starring Denzel Washington.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like Denzel Washington, but he's in two high caliber movies for me to truly mm, enjoy. Yeah, they're too he's just, he, he, The projects he chooses, I'm like, I just want to watch like fast. If he joined Fast and Furious, that'd be <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, that's but fair. But he's like, no, I'm going to do, well, whatever that movie is, because I don't actually know what he's in. <laughs> that's fair. Training Day. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> The, e- the Equalizer. I think he was in that.
1: Maybe. All right. So MK Ultra was headed by Sidney Gottlieb, but began on the order of CIA director Alan Dules on April 13th, 1953. Its aim was to develop mind-controlling drugs for the use against the Soviet bloc in response to alleged Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean use of mind-control techniques on U.S. prisoners of war during the Korean War. In part, this was in response to, first, the trial of Cardinal Mainzi of Hungary in 1949. My people that you're right you are hungarian i was like you're not a cardinal you're not in the church i'm not, I'm not a cardinal
0: no no that, that's what i was talking about i i, I miss the hungary part i'm 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 a very religious man i see i feel like that's how cardinals talk i that's don't know
1: <laughs> cardinal Mainzi was the highest catholic official in hungary and was convicted of treason and sentenced to life imprisonment by the communist people's court At the trial, the Cardinal appeared disoriented, spoke in monotone, and confessed to crimes he had evidently not committed. Second, it was in response to at the end of the Korean War, when it was revealed that many American prisoners had signed statements criticizing the United States, and again, in some cases, confessing to war crimes. The CIA could not understand why these people would admit to things they had not done, so I guess they've never been tortured mm-hmm. um and so they came up with the explanation that they had been brainwashed so to counter <laughs> that they were like we're gonna figure out how to brainwash people ourselves oh communists the cia concluded must have developed a drug or technique that enabled them to control human minds and they wanted to use similar methods on their own captives and were even interested in manipulating foreign leaders with such techniques which to me is like fucking bonkers so they were mm-hmm. going to try and like capture I don't know Fidel Castro and be like, let me give you these drugs and now we're gonna control you and like,
0: <laughs> just like you know what they should have done is they they should have like, in, in well I guess that never happened. Hey, they never kidnapped Fidel Castro. No, right? but they
1: did actually have plans. <laughs> okay,
0: well they shouldn't. The, the plan shouldn't have been let's kidnap him. Let us it should have been hey let's invite him over for a real rager and then be like because I feel like Fidel Castro's down to take random drugs. Yeah, for I sure. I don't know and then just like him, be like hey this is some mad m- molly <laughs> <laughs> i i don't do drugs i don't that's the one i know <laughs> that i think molly is in pill form yeah. right yeah. <laughs> uh and then you know just get him super tell him he's gonna get super high on this buzz
1: mm-hmm. that well that like i know you're being a little tongue-in-cheek but that's kind of their plan and then they were hoping that like Once he got really high, they'd be able to put a new brain, not, like, an actual literal brain, but, like, give him um, subconscious, like, Mm. messages, and then they would be able to influence his decisions. Yeah. So. In truth, no evidence has ever emerged that the Soviets or others had this technology, but the CIA believed it nonetheless. One of the aims of the project was to produce a perfect truth drug for interrogating Soviet spies during the Cold War and to explore other possibilities of mind control. An example of this was Subproject 54, which was a top-secret project created by the Navy, also known as the Perfect Concussion Program. It was supposed to use sub-aural, so aural is like in your ears. Oh, okay. Frequency blasts in order to erase one's memory. However, the program was never carried out. So they hypothesized that if they um, blasted, I guess that's the verb I'm going to use, these um, sound frequencies at a certain level of frequency it would uh, make your brain get your memories get erased
0: just go to a metal concert bro (laughs) that'd be a lot easier
1: (laughs) a document from 1955 gives an indication of the size and the range of the goals of mk ultra in it it references a study so one study of an assortment of mind altering substances that they plan to use for their benefit Some of these were the study of substances that would promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. They also looked at materials which would prevent or counteract the intoxicating effect of alcohol, but they also looked at materials which would promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. They studied substances which would enhance the ability of individuals to withstand torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So in this one study, there are actually 13 other materials and substances that they were looking into, which goes to show how much and how many experiments were being done. Because this was just one study, and there were at least 150 other experiments being done above board, and we don't know actually how many were being done in secret. What? Mm -hmm. So in the one study, 17 things that they're experimenting times by 150 times by however many secret ones, that's a lot of things that they were studying. Divided by (laughs) pot. So that's the point I'm trying to make in that that sentence. So a lot of experiments. Yeah, yeah. The bigger problem, other than just planning to drug a bunch of world leaders so that they could use mind control on them, was that they, the
0: they've got a bigger problem than that. That yeah. sounds that sounds tough. <laughs> yeah,
1: was that the experiments they conducted were often done without the subjects' knowledge or consent. In some cases, academic researchers were funded through grants from front organizations for the CIA, and they were unaware that the CIA was using their work for these purposes.
0: Mm, Yeah, I don't know how well it would go over if they told, like, Fidel Castro, like, hey, buddy, we're just going to, like, control your mind so that you do and say what we want, the Americans who you hate. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And then to do the experiments to find the drugs, they just, like, well, you'll hear, but basically just took randos and were like... We're going
0: to do yeah.
1: yeah. CIA documents suggest that they investigated chemical, biological, and radiological methods of mind control as part of MKUltra, and that they spent an estimated $10 million or more, which is roughly $87.5 adjusted for inflation today.
0: They spent $87 million on this? This, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Those were my tax-paying we're dollars. We're not
1: American.
0: Oh. Well, th- that... That commie Trudeau is probably doing... Stop it!
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Under Sidney Gottlieb, the experimentation lab became part of Camp Detrick under extreme secrecy. So this is a USA Army camp. Gottlieb created a hidden CIA enclave where a handful of CIA chemists who worked so closely with their friends in the Special Operations Division became a single unit. Some scientists outside of the tight-knit group suspected what was happening. Years later, one of them was quoted as saying, Do you know what a self-contained off-the-shelf operation means? The CAA was running one in my lab. They were testing psychochemicals and running experiments in my lab, and they weren't telling me. So I just mentioned that because I think it's so interesting that it was so secret Mm -hmm. that they were like literally working beside each other and not telling the person beside them. So that would be like me teaching and I'd have like a spy beside me or somebody doing experiments beside me and they'd be like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what, what experiments would this person be doing in your classroom? (laughs) I don't
1: know. I'm just trying to give an example. (laughs) Gottlieb searched relentlessly for a way to destroy a human's mind so that a new one could be implanted in their place. He tested an astonishing variety of drug combinations, often in conjunction with other torments like electroshock or sensory deprivation. So as I was studying this, this is where I started thinking of uh, American Horror Story Asylum, Mm because it's kind of, you know, what they were doing. In the U.S., his victims were unwitting subjects from jails and hospitals, including a federal prison in Atlanta and an addiction research center in Kentucky. Overseas in Europe and East Asia, his victims were prisoners in secret detention centers. One of the centers was built in the basement of a former villa in the German town of Kronberg, which might have been the first secret CIA prison.
0: When you say his victims, are you still referring to the Nazis that were brought over to do experiments? No, I'm talking about the the people he
1: was experimenting on. No, the, no, who was
0: the person that was doing the experiments?
1: Uh, Sidney Gottlieb. He is a Jewish American immigrant who was like kind of like a nobody. But um, the American military was like, hey, you might be able to do some cool research. Because I don't remember exactly what. He might have been a psychiatrist or he was a chemist. He might have been a chemist. But they were like, oh, you're doing some interesting research. Uh, we want to hire you. And so he was like basically a nobody mm-hmm. that they hired to do this work for them. Oh, Okay. But good question. Thank you. So in this town of Kronberg, um, while CIA scientists and their former Nazi comrades sat in front of a stone fireplace in the villa above, discussing the techniques of mind control, prisoners in the basement cells were being prepared as subjects in brutal and sometimes fatal experiments. Oh, no. Once Project MKUltra got underway in April 1952, experiments included giving LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and sex workers. Oh, People who could not fight back, as one agency officer put it. These were the most gruesome experiments the U.S. government has ever conducted on human beings. In one of them, seven prisoners in Kentucky were given multiple doses of LSD for 77 days straight.
0: Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I've never taken LSD, but, like, I feel like that would fuck up your entire life. Yeah, for sure it would.
1: In another, captured North Koreans were given depressant drugs, then dosed with potent stimulants, and exposed to intense heat and electroshock while they were in the weakened state of transition. These experiments destroyed many minds and caused an unknown number of deaths. Gottlieb was convinced that LSD could be used in covert operations. Since its effects were temporary, he believed it could be given to high-ranking officials and in this way alter the course of important meetings and speeches. Since he realized there was a difference in testing the drug in a lab versus using it in clandestine operations, he initiated a series of experiments where LSD was given to people in normal settings without warning. A typical experiment involved two people in a room where they observed each other for hours and took notes. As the experimentation progressed, a point arrived where outsiders were drugged with no explanation whatsoever. And surprise acid trips became something of an occupational hazard among CIA operatives.
0: A surprise acid trip?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'll say, I'll give it like an example in a few paragraphs here. But basically, like if you worked at the CIA at this time, you could just all of a sudden be dosed with lsd to see what would happen to you
0: (laughs) this is like the ultimate prank like haha i fucked up your whole life i actually don't know how serious lsd is i i think i don't think it's maybe as bad as i'm making it out to see
1: i mean like it's it is quite a hallucinogenic but it's like a one and well is it addictive i don't think it's addictive but it does stay in your spinal column fluid for Ever, I believe oh, so interesting. sometimes people who took a lot of acid could yeah. um,
0: wait is LSD and acid the same thing they're similar
1: yeah okay. so yeah somebody who had taken a lot of acid in like the 70s will sometimes just have like an acid trip flashback where they're yeah. like whoa man <laughs> acid in my spine
0: um, I, I heard of uh, my teacher years ago told me that uh, she had a person she was in school with that he had at one time taken LSD or acid and then years later I think it came back to him and like he thought he was Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. see that's <laughs> like, what I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: so it's uh, interesting, yeah
0: that that's that's crazy though, so wait, wait, so they, they they just go into work and all of a sudden somebody slips them some acid,
1: yeah because Gottlieb was like okay so i can do all these tests in like controlled lab experiments but that's not how this is how i'm going to use this to control people's minds in like the real world so i need to see what happens if i were to actually just like slip somebody some lsd so when he
0: does this does he is his catchphrase Gottlieb bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so yeah (laughs) yeah
0: oh that's wild that'd be what a Maybe I should start doing that to my employees. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. Here's I don't. Some LSD. To be fair, I don't know where to get drugs. <laughs> That's fair, and
1: neither do I, so yeah. I can't help you. Damn. They also administered LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, and members of the general public in order to study their reactions. LSD was often administered without the subject's knowledge or informed consent, which was a violation of the Nuremberg Code that the U.S. had agreed to follow after World War II adverse reactions often occurred such as an operative who received the drug in his morning coffee became psychotic and ran across washington seeing a monster in every car passing him again the aim was to find out drugs that would bring out deep confessions or would wipe a subject's mind clean which would then be able to be reprogrammed as a robot agent
0: i feel like they need like danger pay or lsd pay or something (laughs) something like that something that makes this a little more worth it that's
1: fair (laughs) In one study called Operation Midnight Climax.
0: (laughs) Why don't they just call it Operation Wet Dream?
1: (laughs) The CIA set up several brothels within agency safe houses in San Francisco to obtain a selection of men who would be too embarrassed to talk about the events. Sex workers who were on the CIA's payroll were instructed to lure clients back to safe houses, where the men were given a wide range of substances, including LSD, and were then monitored behind a one-way mirror, so they didn't know that they were being watched having sex with these sex workers.
0: Oh, that feels invasive.
1: (laughs) The sex workers were instructed in the use of post-coital questioning in order to investigate whether the victims could be convinced to involuntarily reveal secrets.
0: So... How was it for you? (laughs) Was it embarrassing when he started crying afterwards?
1: The victims were also sometimes fed subliminal messages in attempts to induce them to perform involuntary actions, including criminal activities such as robbery, assault, and assassination. The goal was to study mind control and learn about the secrets of brainwashing and to gain control over enemy spies and protect US agents. Some other goals from Operation Midnight Climax were to find drugs that could incapacitate entire buildings via poisoned food, which would create confusion, anxiety in food, and other symptoms such as headaches and earaches. So I'm not really sure how engaging in sex helps them figure out food poisoning, but that was the goal of well, one of the things.
0: Dear, right? You're in all fairness, you're not a scientist, so <laughs> and shut the fuck up, okay? Okay. <laughs> Rude. Jeez. It's called science. Bitch. (laughs) Sorry, I was quoting uh, uh, Breaking Bad. I wasn't just calling you a bitch.
1: Okay. One of the most well-known victims of MKUltra was Frank Olson. Olson was a CIA officer who had spent his entire career at Camp Detrick and knew its deepest secrets. When he began musing about quitting the CIA, his comrades saw a security threat. Gottlieb summoned the team to a retreat and arranged for Olson to be drugged with LSD. A week later, Olsen died from plummeting from a hotel window in New York. The CIA called it suicide, but Olsen's family believed he was thrown from the window in order to prevent him from revealing what was actually going on in Camp Dentric as a result of MKUltra's studies. Hmm. A decade of intense experiments taught Gottlieb that there were indeed ways to destroy a human mind. He never, however, found a way to implant a new mind in the resulting void. The holy grail that he sought forever eluded him. MKUltra ended in failure in the early 1960s. The conclusion from all these activities, he admitted afterward, was that it was very difficult to manipulate human behavior in this way. In 1973, amid the government-wide panic caused by Watergate, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MKUltra files to be destroyed. As a result, the majority of files were destroyed. Wow, Liz, good writing. (laughs) (laughs) Making a full investigation of MKUltra impossible. A cache of about 20,000 documents survived the purge as they had been stored incorrectly in the Financial Records Building and were discovered in 1977. These documents were fully investigated during the Senate hearings of 1977. The New York Times alleged that the CIA had conducted illegal domestic activities, including experiments on U.S. citizens during the 60s. That report prompted investigation by the U.S. Congress in the form of the Church Committee and by a commission also known as the Rockefeller Commission that looked into the illegal domestic activities of the CIA, FBI, and the intelligence-related agencies of the military. In the summer of 1975, it was revealed to the public for the first time that the CIA and the Department of Defense had in fact conducted experiments on both unwitting and also knowledgeable subjects as a part of an extensive program to find out how to influence and control human behavior through the use of psychoactive drugs. Paving the way for the 1976 executive order by President Gerald Ford... That prohibited intelligence agencies from, quote, experimentation with drugs on human subjects except with the informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each human subject. Subsequent executive orders by President Carter and Reagan expanded the directive to apply to any human experimentation. So, just an FYI, anti vaxxers, although you won't believe me, there are presidential orders that do not allow scientists and other people to do experiments on humans, so the vaccine is not a governmental experiment. <laughs> but what about the canadian connection
0: yeah what about this Kami trudeau
1: <laughs> well no no it wasn't his dad um anyways <clears throat> between 1957 and 1964 psychiatric experiments were conducted at the allen memorial institute in montreal a psychiatric teaching hospital affiliated with mcgill university these experiments were led by scottish american psychiatrist dr donald ewan cameron Cameron was well-respected in his field and was considered a particularly humane and progressive psychiatrist. His institution, the Allen Memorial Institute, was the very first mental hospital to operate an open-door policy where patients were allowed to leave should they choose to do so. As well, patients could return home to their families after receiving treatment due to the hospital being a day hospital. These innovations were considered groundbreaking at the time and have since become standard practice. One of Cameron's research focuses was the treatment of schizophrenia. He believed it could be cured by depatterning, patterning which is erasing memories and bringing patients to a childlike state. Patients' personalities and identities would then be rebuilt using a technique called psychic driving. So that's why uh, the CIA was so interested in his research, because he's trying to wipe their mind and re, re- re-wire it, I guess. Yeah. So, it's
0: intri- I mean, interesting theory. That's obviously not the case. But, yeah. But it's like, it's an interesting thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Psychic driving involved forcing patients to listen to taped messages played on a loop. Patients who were immobilized and sedated often underwent this treatment for as long as 16 hours each day. Typically, a patient might endure 10 days of negative messages, often attacking a perceived personality problem. So just could you imagine you're like... You've you've got a little dick. You've got a little dick. (laughs) That's not a personality problem, darling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: My, <laughs> sorry um are, are you a man do you do you have a wiener uh that is our whole personality okay got uh, it. I, how many dick jokes do i make on a daily basis it's it encompasses all of me
1: yeah okay well fine so just imagine that you're strapped down and sedated and you have to listen to that for 16 hours straight for 10 days straight i don't
0: want to tape to tell me i have a little dick <laughs> for 16 hours a day
1: <laughs> yep This was then followed by 10 days of positive messages.
0: You're absolutely huge. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Cameron also allowed other experimental treatments to occur, such as treatment with LSD, sensory deprivation, and electroshock sessions. And again, remember, he's a progressive and humane psychiatrist at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Many patients experienced retrograde amnesia. They became unable to recall memories made before their treatments. They also had to relearn whatever skills that they had had. In many cases, family members described their loved ones as being more emotionally unstable and damaged than before the treatment began. One patient described being unable to remember what happened to her up to two years after her treatment. Another forgot his children or how to manage the business he had run for years. Cameron's experiments caught the attention of the CIA, as we know, because they had already been interested in seeing if they could zap a person's mind and replace it with something else. Therefore, the CIA provided funding through a front organization called the Society for the Investigation of Human Ecology. They received funding from 1957 to 1964. Cameron is also believed to have received half a million dollars in funding from the Canadian government. Former director of the CIA, Richard Helms, ordered files related to the Montreal experiments to be destroyed when the MK Ultra program was concluded in 1973. However, anomalous files were destroyed and the CIA connection to the Society for the Investigation of Human Ecology was eventually confirmed. So the CIA did pay money to do this. Canadians first became aware of what had happened at the Allen Memorial Institute in 1980 when an episode of CBC's The Fifth Estate (laughs) revealed what had happened. Survivors of the experiments also spoke publicly about their experience for the first time. In 1984, it was revealed that the U.S. sent a formal apology to the Canadian government, However, the U.S. also asked the Canadian government not to share any of the details about the MK Ultra program with former patients seeking an apology and financial compensation.
0: <laughs> but just please, please don't tell them. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, they're not legally bound to, right? It was just a, I mean, like, an ask.
1: <laughs> no, and like, I don't know. It's so sneaky to me for them to be yeah. like, please don't tell them because they don't want to pay for what they did because it was wrong. It, you shouldn't be doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In all, more than 300 people made claims for compensation from the Canadian government. In 1988, nine survivors received compensation from the U.S. government. In 1992, 77 more survivors were awarded compensation. However, more than 250 claimants were denied because individuals couldn't produce medical records, they had filed too late, or they weren't considered to have suffered enough. In recent years, some more survivors have received compensation, but only after signing a strict non-disclosure agreement. Neither the CIA nor the Canadian government has apologized nor taken official responsibility for the human experimentation conducted at the Allen Memorial Institute that they did fund. And so that's kind of what's happening in Montreal right now. There's Mm. a a new class action suit where they're like, you need to give us money.
0: Yeah. Because you
1: fucked up our lives. Yeah. Today, the CIA insists that MKUltra-type experiments have been abandoned. However, MKUltra continues to play a part in many conspiracy theories due to the nature of its experiments, the secrecy, and the destruction of most records. So Dakota, what do you think?
0: I thought this was really interesting. Uh, uh, I, I think the name MK Ultra sounds like, did they have Tony Stark working on this? Because, like, that sounds like some Iron Man shit uh i'm uh, uh, mk what does that stand for do you know
1: um I, uh, so i did read it mario They're... kart okay <laughs> there there is a reason why they chose mk it has something to do with like i don't know cia record keeping i didn't think it was interesting so i didn't put it in
0: would it be mark like not the name mark but <laughs> this is named after mark <laughs> one of the guys we laced um but i i just know like in an iron man he calls it like this is the Mark II mm. of, uh, you know, his Iron Man suits. No, I don't think so. No? No. Well, shoot. Sorry. Um, anyways. Yeah, it, I mean, what baffles me most, well, not most, just the, the, the cra- something crazy, I guess I'll point out from this, is just that they laced their 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 co-workers, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's just fucked up.
1: <laughs> I got real strong Archer vibes from this episode oh
0: that, yeah i could see that yeah but uh yeah and then don't experiment on people even <laughs> if they are drifters yeah
1: or sex workers or sex workers or, or, sex workers, or not, mentally not ill. not
0: prostitutes we've learned that that's not okay to say anymore apparently Stop it. uh or what what else did you say
1: Um, uh, mentally ill patients
0: yeah i don't experiment on those you know what I, I take it back about drifters you can experiment on those <laughs> um Well, nobody's going to miss them. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So only experiment on people that won't be missed.
1: Which is what they were doing.
0: Yeah. So just this is okay then. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it went on for a long time though, because when are the uh, like over 10 years, right? Yep. Yeah. And they were
1: like, yes, we will be able to use brainwashing on you. Like it's just. Yeah. You know, I think of like the stereotypical like spy movies, yeah. and I'm like, oh, like that's so far fetched. And then I'm like, oh, apparently not. Yeah. Like, apparently yeah, that's the, what the, they the, was Uh the
0: uh, the American government are the supervillains, apparently.
1: Well, <laughs> from that's, those movies, I was gonna say that's not really like a that's that's a hard truth. They For are sure. always a supervillain.
0: Yes. So I give this eight. Oh wow! Operation wet dreams out of 10
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. you were very quiet so i thought i was gonna get a low mark no 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 i was I like listening I, I was
0: I, I found it interesting there was there was a couple parts that kind of uh lost me in the you know just the details and stuff like that right. but overall i just think it. Fa- it's fascinating that the uh the u.s government was doing all this heinous shit and, and it makes me wonder and this maybe goes into Conspiracy theory. I don't want to speak too much on that because I'm not a conspiracy uh, conspirer sissy. But but um, like, what are they doing now? <laughs> well, you
1: know what, and I do think that's a really good point. Like the people who do believe in conspiracy theories, like conspiracy theories exist because there is a shred of truth to them, mm. right? Not all of them, but like well, yeah. the majority. <laughs> majority of them so yeah. you know the fact of the matter is that the government did do experiments without yeah. people's consent so people who think that the vaccine is a huge giant experiment on humans by governments there's a shred of truth to that yeah so like and also i don't trust our government like no. even though i prefer to have trudeau
0: they're all a bunch of goddamn commies <laughs> well
1: and their goal is to lie to you so that they get power like it's not it,
0: yeah there's a fine line no matter the tricky thing is no matter who you vote for they're gonna fuck you in some way (laughs) it's true because like yeah I, i i'm not a trudeau fan or but like even if the person that i voted for got in you know i i can't say confidently that they would always be doing what the best interest is exactly so yeah so yeah but overall very interesting
1: thank you well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because any podcasts really do grow through word of mouth.
0: If you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at the Reluctant Historian or on Facebook under the Reluctant Historian Podcast. You can also leave us a tip at Buy Me a Dick Coffee.
1: Buy Me a Dick Coffee.
0: Buy Me a Dick, me a dick dot com. Nope, you can buy me a coffee. God damn it, I'm going to start over. <laughs> uh, if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or on Facebook under The Reluctant Historian Podcast. You can also leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. Just the tip. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant historian at gmail.com.
1: So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place.
0: And for all of our listeners, female included,